Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Kenya Moore has finally confirmed that she will in fact be a main cast member on the upcoming 12th season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Dorit Kemsley from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is currently having all of her bank accounts frozen because of her husband PK's million dollars in unpaid debt. And Southern Charm star Catherine Ennis is now being accused of failing her most recent drug test. We'll end the show discussing our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week. I will be tackling this mess and more with today's co-host, Dame Brian Moylan, who's the president and founder of Vulture's Real Housewives in Institute, where he recaps Roni, Beverly Hills, OC, Southern Charm, and Vanderpump Rules. He's also the co-writer of Erica Jane's memoir, Pretty Mess, which is now out on paperback. Welcome! Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm far too excited to have you here. Aw, shucks. So let's talk a little bit about Erica Jane. How was it working so closely with her? It was lovely. I mean, it was weird because I was in New York and she was in L.A. at the time, so it was mostly on the phone. But I spent some time there with her, and she spent some time here. And yeah, but she's great. She's really funny. She's a hard worker. She is um, very particular in a great way. Hmm, how so? Like she just she has a vision of how she wants things, and you know you gotta deliver her what she's looking for. Did you kind of find her to be particular in the things she would kind of say to you? Like, did you find her being a little like not withholding, but um, per, what's the word I'm looking for? She likes to get <laughs> the hardest part for me was she likes to get kind of philosophical and speak sort of. <laughs> Not vaguely, but abstractly about things. Mm-hmm. And for the purpose of the memoir, we had to get her like telling stories and and things like that. And so finally, I was like, okay, listen, like here's what we need. Like I w- need you to talk to me like you're describing pictures and like what those stories are and what everything looks like, whatever. And she was like, okay, pictures, got it. And she's like. So smart that as soon as she got it, it was like off to the races. So, um, yeah. That's pretty amazing. And so you were on the show. 
I was on the show, yes, briefly. How did that go when you were writing recaps? Did that um, be recapping your own scenes? It was very strange. I didn't know like how to play it. And so the only thing I could think to do was to be as mean to myself as I am to all the Real Housewives. <laughs> so I was like, who's this queen? What the fuck is she wearing? Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Um, but yeah, what was weird was, so everyone saw me on the show and saw that I was ghostwriting Erica's, Erica's book. And so... All these people came out of the woodwork like, will you write my book? Will you write my book? Will you write my book? Housewives? No, like people I went to house high school with, (laughs) like just like random people are like, I have a great book idea. But and I'm like, "Um, I'm very expensive. (laughs) Here, you can email my agent and she'll deal with that. Thanks for contacting me. (laughs) Was this your first book that you ever wrote? That was the first book I ever wrote. Yes. Oh, the one person who contacted me. Um. It was a woman, and she said, oh, I'm an attorney, and I represent an actress, and you know, she's thinking about doing a book, but we have to keep things quiet, whatever. And I figured, oh, it's a lawyer rather than a publicist or an agent or whatever. I was like, oh, maybe it's some like old school, like Faye Dunaway, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like somebody like that. No, it was Amanda Bynes. <gasps> and yeah, and Amanda Bynes wanted me to like write her book. And then I decided that was a really bad idea. You turned it down? Yeah. I mean, that would have been a hard, like, two-year process of being, like, so knee-deep in, like, Amanda Bynes' world. Yes. <laughs> um, it wouldn't have been that long, but yes. It would have been any any <laughs> length of time into a deep dive into Amanda Bynes' world, I think, is too far of a deep dive. And I, I would rather read the book about Amanda Bynes... <laughs> Then write it. Then, like, read the Amanda Bynes book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So I did not do Amanda Bynes. I mean, that would have been pretty cool, but I totally understand. Well, to get to know you a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. What is your favorite show on Bravo? What is my favorite show on Bravo? I think it's always changing. Usually it is New York, uh, Real Housewives of New York, but Summer House, oh. shockingly, is like right up near the top of the list. This past season was really, really good. Yes, and I was just in the Hamptons, and I saw Carl and Lindsay making out. What? Apparently, they're dating now. Wait. I mean, it was kind of a matter of time. I feel like they were like kind of all over each other, where I was like, why don't they just hook up? I mean, Carl has moved all around that house, so I mean, apparently, that's the only place he can find a girlfriend. Wow, wow, wow. You are dropping realty. <laughs> I know. I, I was like a real reporter in the Hamptons, <laughs> and I saw Jordan on the street the other day. Oh. Um, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but I like Summer House a lot. I like Vanderpump Rules a lot, too. Um, so it kind of depends on what's on. Atlanta is a show that I don't write about and that I enjoy thoroughly. So it's nice that I can watch it like, uh, like the plebes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get the episodes? (laughs) Do you get episodes before they air? Yeah, but usually if shows on a Monday, like a Vanderpump Rules, it, I will get it on Friday afternoon. And then the other shows I usually get earlier in the afternoon, but the later the season goes, the later the episodes get. So sometimes it's just a couple hours before the show. Uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then, but then the premieres, they have locked down early. So I get those like a month in advance. So I've already gotten Real Housewives of Orange County, but I haven't watched it yet. What? I feel like I would get that email and like immediately watch it, like t- say goodbye to all my friends, goodbye <laughs> well, to my it's family. Work and so oh, true. <laughs> you know I have to take notes, and then I I don't like too much time to pass between watching it and writing it, and I don't want to watch it twice, especially 
Orange County. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, but often I'll watch it right away with my husband because he gets really excited and then I'll watch it again. Not Orange County, though. <laughs> he is very lucky to have that perk from you. Yes. <laughs> what is your least favorite show on Bravo? Probably Orange County. I like don't watch any of the weird ones like Texicanas or, you know, yeah. Mexican dynasties or uh, I don't watch Below Deck. Uh, which surprises a lot of people. I just can never really get into it. I don't know why. Um, but my least favorite of the ones I watch is probably Orange County. Like yeah. it's and you know, thank God I get paid. <laughs> right. I know I don't get paid for any of this. And I have to watch <laughs> literally every show. Some of which I'm like watching with like my eyes half open. I'm like, I'm just doing I mean, it for the content. Sometimes that's the best way, really. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Is to give you something to listen to while you're on your phone. Exactly. <laughs> So what is the Bravo star that you think should come back to a franchise? Ooh, that's a good... I feel like both times she was fired has been a travesty, and that is one Sherry Whitfield. I completely agree. Hands down, we need her back on Atlanta. Yeah, I just think that she is one of the all-time greats, and I think she had the unfortunate... uh, circumstance of latching her star to Kim Zolciak's when she sort of uh, crashed and burned when she returned to Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was interesting that they kind of paired up together. I guess Sheree and Nini were never really close, and I think Nini's considered like the queen, quote-unquote. So when she's like, yeah, well, maybe I'll get on Zolciak's side. She's got the spin-off. People like her. Viewers like her, evidently. It was a smart strategy that did not pay (laughs) off. Sorry. I wanted to say the person I would like to return to a Real Housewives franchise is Nini Leakes, who has been spiritually absent for years now. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah, I feel like she's been phoning it in the last few years. Oh, my God. Hardcore. Hardcore. (laughs) Well, let's just jump right into news. Starting in Beverly Hills, Dorit Kemsley and husband PK have obviously been going through crazy financial issues and actually has finally been brought up on the show. So most recently, they've been in this lawsuit with this guy named Nikos for $1.2 million for whatever. He owes him for unpaid loans. We don't know what these loans are for right. per se. So now Dorit and PK have had all of their bank accounts completely Not all, just one. Oh. Just one. Just one. Of their bank accounts frozen. This bank account had 29 grand in it. I think that's all they've got. I mean, I feel like PK is so shady that it's it's uh littered around other places. Um but and I mean he declared bankruptcy 10 years ago. He probably had some shit hiding offshore. I mean, who the hell knows? But uh, they're obviously living well beyond their means, which is apparent to anyone who has ever watched the show. I mean, when she started flying out the glam squads, then I was like, things are not right. At least Erica Jane, like, has a jet and her husband is, like, actually has a job. Right, and and, I mean, you can... Say, like, here's how my husband makes his money. Yeah. And whereas PK's like, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, like, name me three things that you've entrepreneured, PK, (laughs) other than your own bullshit. For me, it was the Hermes China. When she bought all that Hermes China, I was like, girl. I feel bad for the assistant who had to, like, repackage all of it, how it was in the store, and, like, return it the next day. (laughs) Because that, like, what was it, 30 grand in Hermes China? It was, like, 18, something like that. But, yeah. (laughs) But I always called their house uh, Shirley Rented Manor. (laughs) Because that shit is surely rented. 
I mean, I think I can't remember where or I actually was listening to Watch What Crappens podcast, which isn't just another Broadway right. show. And they were talking about how it's actually like five separate people own the house. Yes. And so when sh- uh, Dorit and PK are like, we're selling the house, we're selling the house to downsize so we the kids can have a backyard. It's like, that is just not true. No, that is not get any of the money that this house makes ultimately. Right. No, absolutely not. And I mean, it's all a house of cards. <laughs> and not only that, they don't even own the cards. They're like a house. <laughs> of rented cards <laughs> a house of borrowed cards well and that was what was crazy about when Camille brought that up at dinner is oh you owe my friend a million dollars and he's suing you it could have been one of several things that we already knew about yeah and I mean I've never been a millionaire but no one's ever sued me even once so <laughs> oh. so recently they also won a legal battle over 75 grand over some PK betting scandal and then also they were being sued by Bellagio Hotel for 1.7 million dollars for unpaid right which he know, supposedly repaid them. yes yeah Ugh. so I mean good for you I mean I feel like uh, Dorit, I was just about to call her Dorinda. I feel like Dorit just doesn't really know what she signed up for. And I think she's been a little bit hoodwinked with all of this. And now it's kind of coming out in the forefront. And she's probably like, PK, what's really going on? But also, does she really care? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit Carmela Soprano, where (laughs) even if you don't know specifically what's happening, you know something is going on. And so by continuing to participate in it, you are complicit. Mm -hmm. And I believe that she is more intelligent than Teresa Giudice, who Joe was like, sign this. And she was just like, meh. (laughs) And uh, one kiss is all it takes. (laughs) Here. Um, And and ha- really had no clue like what was going yeah. on. But yeah, I think if she doesn't know explicitly, she knows implicitly, especially when it comes to her brand and stuff, because mm-hmm. there was a lawsuit with that. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was saying on the most recent episode, she's like, all of the hard work that we've put into Beverly Beach is now being jeopardized because of this massive lawsuit. It's like, well, you do have to pay the people right. who manufacture the bathing suits. Right. You know? And also, if you don't want your hard work jeopardized, why don't you behave in a manner where you're not going to get sued? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Well, I think also, like, she probably gave PK all of the reins to her entire company. She's like, of course I trust him. He's an entrepreneur. But it's right. like, uh, just because he calls himself that doesn't mean he knows what he's doing. Yes. Agree. <laughs> so staying in Los Angeles, Vanderpump Rule stars Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney have been outed this past week for not actually being married. So back in 2016 <laughs> on Vanderpump Rules, they had their wedding in Northern California. It was a really beautiful ceremony. But according to Lance Bass on the Reality Bites podcast, he said, quote, we just found out Tom and Katie were not actually married. They did not send in their materials, right? So they're just not married, which like, why is that not surprising that those That's two couldn't su- send in paperwork properly? That is the least surprising thing I have ever heard in my life. And I feel like it probably stems from the fact that Lisa Vanderpump was actually not ordained <laughs> to be performing their ceremony, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I could. Katie and Tom are totally like that friend we all have who we went to college with who walked in graduation but never finished yeah. that one incomplete. <laughs> And kind of never got around to fixing it. It It's like, oh, I went to, you know, George Washington University, but (laughs) I don't actually have a diploma. Uh, Yeah. So Tom and Katie are totally that. I feel like Tom was like 
kind of glad this happened. He's probably like, well, I could kind of just like moonwalk out of this relationship, like kind of scot-free, like tell the press we're getting divorced, but actually be like, we had nothing on paper and I literally am just breaking up with her. I wonder how that would go if, <laughs> let's say, they were to get a divorce and they, you know, Tom, she tries to take Tom's piece of Tom Tom, for instance, his <laughs> minuscule piece, and he's like, oh, we were never actually married, but there is an actual wedding ceremony on film. Yeah. Like how all of this would be treated in a court of law. I mean, who the hell knows? But obviously, Tom is kind of unhinged. Lance ended up saying that Schwartz is really funny, and he, but he's been known to take things too far when it comes to his drinking. He actually revealed that at one point during Jack's and Brittany's wedding, Schwartz was seen with his eyes closed, rocking back and forth. I mean, of course he was. <laughs> How else do you want to find Tom Schwartz? It's like if yeah. you meet Madonna, you don't want her to be nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> That is very, very true. I mean, hey, power to them. Maybe they're just doing something progressive and cool. They're like, let's just get the wedding paid for. Right. Maybe he was just like, I want out of Tennessee. I want out of Tennessee. I want out of Tennessee. Oh, Kentucky. That's right. (laughs) Even worse than Tennessee. Truly the worst state. (laughs) Sorry for any Kentucky-based listeners. No, Mississippi (laughs) is the worst state. And then Alabama. Close (laughs) second. second. I'm like doubling down on states we're hating. We should just have a podcast where we rank why we hate the states. Ohio's the worst. Ohio's the worst? Where are you from? I'm from New York. Okay. Are you, are you, tell me you're from Ohio. No, I'm okay. from the great state of Connecticut. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm from the same part of Connecticut as Dorit Kemsley, Kim Zolciak Behrman, and Luann Deliceps. <laughs> what part of Connecticut? Like central Connecticut, like oh my near God. Hartfordish. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all I mean, from the same club. We grow them strong <laughs> yeah, there right. in central Connecticut. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey, Tom, Katie, this is not surprising. And I wonder if they'll actually deal with this. I think last. Do la- you think they'll have another wedding or in classic Bravo reality fashion, do you think they'll renew their <laughs> vows? But the vow renewal is the actual wedding? <laughs> that is so on brand for this show. I think they'll probably probably end up doing that. I mean, but with the Bravo vow renewals, it's also the kiss of death. Anytime yes. you get a vow renewal, it's a close divorce, quick. And I told my mom that she was, her and my dad have been together for like 32 years. And she was like, oh, like for her 30th, she's like, I'm thinking we're going to get a vow renewal. I'm like, mom, no. don't. I love our family. I love the family <laughs> together. Please don't. Here are the things no Bravo celebrity should ever do. They should never renew their vows. They should never get on a boat. Always that's a disaster, and they should never go see a psychic. Oh, yeah, the psychic will tell you the worst thing about yes. your life. Yes. <laughs> well, like on Potomac recently, like who uh, Ashley went and was like, Am I going to have a baby? And the <laughs> psychic was like, You shouldn't yet. <laughs> like just flat out, and then immediately right. she gets pregnant. It's like, Ugh. I mean, a psychic is who finally took down Brooks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Megan King Evans being like, ah, well, here's the right. psychic. I'm going to take what the psychic said <laughs> and run with this. Well, speaking of OC Housewives, so Gina Kirschneider finally pled guilty to her DUI charge. If you guys don't remember, back in January, she was driving drunk. She blew a <laughs> .2 and a .08, so about three times yeah. the legal limit on a, quote, mom's night out. So since she pled guilty, she's now going to have to do three years of informal probation. She'll have to enroll in a six-month alcohol offender program and complete 20 hours of community service. I want to know what informal probation is. Is that like business casual? (laughs) That's probably like once a week them calling and being like, what's... How's it going, girl? It's good. Okay, bye. (laughs) Well, 
I mean, you think like Luann from New York, like didn't she have to like blow in the breathalyzer like yes. every three hours? And yeah, that was some serious probation shit where I'm like, fuck, I didn't know it was that bad. I will say uh, my spies have spotted her at AA meetings around town. So she's currently attending. Whether or not that's because she needs to get signatures for a judge <laughs> is unclear. Yeah. But, you know, I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, so I'm not going to say who saw her. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like when Sonia was like, Countess gets up there and she's performing for them and making them laugh. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I like to tell my story. I like to make people laugh. It's like, that's not what AA is about, Luann. I love this. My favorite part was when, before they even went, Sony was like, yeah, it just doesn't work for me. And that someone has taken Sony to AA before. (laughs) So she knows that it doesn't work for her. Oh my God. I love her. So obviously this is all kind of coming after the whole situation with her ex, Matt, where he was just um, accused of domestic domestic violence. So wait, I I read the story because you sent it to me, but was this domestic violence while they were together or was this domestic violence after the fact? So this happened like a month ago. So supposedly they got back together because she was posting all these gushy things about him on Instagram. And so all the blogs were like, oh, they're back together. They're back together. They're making it work. Great, great, good. And then literally a week after I'm like on this show being like, Gina and Matt are in love. I'm like, (laughs) well. Gina and Matt broke it up. I'm like, he beat the fuck out of her uh, in the home with kids around so they'll be having a custody hearing on July 17th to kind of talk about and do we think there was domestic violence before because the whole thing seemed like weird and sudden yeah and she was also very tight-lipped about it like when women would be like but why are you getting divorced like you have to have some reason whether it's you know sexual issues or you know cheating or something something has to be right. wrong and she was really tight lipped and so but she was always kind of like oh we're still friends we're still friends yeah I can see where you don't want to say about the father of your children he beat me on television <laughs> yeah. but also I feel like you could find another way to say that yeah. without being like we're still best friends We're still having sex. That thing was kind of sad where it's like, yeah, we're still having sex. We're best friends. No, no, we're not in a relationship. It's like, well, aren't you supposed to like end up with like your best friend who you like having sex with? Isn't that? I mean, it's very Juan and Robin Dixon. Yeah. That is darkness. Like, I think their whole situation is real desperado. I slept on Potomac for a long time, so I'm not caught up. I'm I'm not at short hair Robin tits. yet. I'm still oh. a long hair Robin. <laughs> You're lucky. Short hair Robin's really annoying. Um, I also don't like the short hair. <laughs> I don't think I, I do. really like Robin though, and I want to make out with Juan Dixon so bad. He's truly one of the hottest house husbands. Like, oh my if God. not the hottest. Uh, yeah, not of all time, but <laughs> he like young Maurizio, yeah. Mario Singer. Lo- I love Mario. Like, he's got equally crazy eyes. His are, like, dark, like, (laughs) demon eyes. (laughs) I never understood Stan culture until (laughs) Mario started coming back around. (laughs) And I just want them to get back together so bad. Like, I just, you know, uh, yeah. I I, think, like, Ramona, like, I love how she's like, yeah, I invited Mario to meet the new guys I'm dating. I'm like, love that for you. Like, that is, like, petty. She's like, I'm so hot. You do wish you didn't fuck your whole life up, but here I am. See, I don't even think Ramona is, I just think Ramona's not that smart. She's just oblivious. Like, she's, why wouldn't I? Yeah, he's around. Of course I'm going to invite him. Right. (laughs) 
Speaking of other oblivious housewives, Real Housewives of OC alumni Gretchen Rossi finally became a mom this past July 10th, giving birth to baby Skylar Gray Smiley. What a name. Smiler, Skylar Gray is the most obvious housewives baby name of all time. Truly. And I also believe it is the name of Lisa Rinna's closed boutique. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't that like Skylar? Was was like, it was oh. Belle Gray. Belle Gray. Because it was her daughter's middle names. So stupid. I know. Cool. So this is their first child together. Slade obviously has two kids from his past relationship. Good for her. I mean, she got the baby she wanted. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't believe everything they went through of vasectomy reversal, <laughs> IVF. I mean, she wanted this baby. She wanted this baby bad. Yeah, and she's 41, so probably wasn't the easiest. I mean, journey. last chance for love. <laughs> well, they have like done I think 642 People Magazine pregnancy photo shoots. Like as I was planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Going through this, like, this article on people, I'm like, she's in nine different outfits. Right. Like, this was a three-day shoot, like, right. costing a lot of money for, like, Gretchen just to be, like, cradling her stomach. How much do you think Gretchen gets paid for a people photo shoot? Oh, I would say maybe 12 grand. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's a lot? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I don't know. I work with we were, I work with a lot of like influencers where we pay people ten thousand dollars. I'm like, you're a nobody. Like, right. Like, yeah, okay. that's fair. I don't know, but I, I feel like fair. she's like twelve grand territory. Like she's not like twelve grand <laughs> is a very specific. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve grand. Yeah. I'm like specifically that's because I paid Phaedra eight grand <laughs> for a selfie at a coffee shop. <laughs> I'd pay ten grand for a Phaedra like cameo. I paid thirty dollars for a Carl from Summer House oh, cameo my. for my husband's birthday, and he watched it like a hundred times. What did he say? So we have this debate because we both have a huge crush on Carl, and my so husband hot. loves that he wears short shorts. And he's like, I love that Carl buys short shorts. And as a tall person, I said, I don't think he buys short shorts. I think he's just tall, and he buys regular shorts, and they look <laughs> short. And so I emailed. Carl and was like, oh, it's my husband's <laughs> birthday. And, you know, so wish him happy birthday. And also, do you buy your short short or are you just tall and they look short? And he buys his short short. So of course he does. not only did my husband get a cameo from Carl, he also got to be right. And what better <laughs> birthday gift is there, really? I really liked when he would wear like the tight white pants. I'm like, those oh, yeah. are tight. But it was $30, which I feel like is how much a cameo should cost. I Ramona mean, Singer is charging 150. I think Bethany's 200, and so is Nini. 
Yeah, that's crazy. But Bethany, I feel like she would like do it in like the back of her car, like yeah. really frantic. Like you see your assistant, and she's like, "What's your name again? Oh, oh, Megan, Megan." Ha, uh, like, right. It's like, Who's this too? Yeah. Megan. Yeah. Hey, Megan. Happy birthday. Next. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so moving on to totally different news coming out of Southern Charm. So Thomas Ravenel, obviously the ex of Catherine Dennis, is alleging that Catherine just most recently failed her drug test. So supposedly they both had to submit their drug tests for their custody battle, and I guess this is like a part of their arrangement. So they did a blood, alcohol, and hair drug test, and supposedly Catherine tested positive for marijuana, benzodiazepines, and amphetamines. Well, amphetamines could be Adderall, which she could have a prescription for. True. So, yeah. The benzos... That could be antidepressants, right? Um, I, yeah, I think it's more like uh, Xanax-y type, oh. like, uh, yeah, like, tranquilizers. Mm. Um, so <laughs> those she could have prescriptions for. Marijuana, she could, not in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. So supposedly Catherine is saying that this is all untrue because her hair test was negative for all of those things. Obviously, Thomas Ravenel is now saying she wears wigs and hair extensions and colors her hair, which could have affected the accuracy of the test. Do you think Catherine Dennis would pluck, like, uh, hair out of her wig and be like, here, bitch, sample this. Fingers crossed that this Indian child wasn't, like, on drugs. Exactly. Oh, my God. I know. I, this whole battle is getting really ugly. I feel like it's yeah. like, Thomas, just give her the fucking kids. And I feel like this is going to be a Bethany Jason Hoppy situation where even once it's settled, it's just going to go on and on and on forever. And... Yeah. Well, I think now because she obviously has the platform of the show and he doesn't have that. Yes. He's probably incredibly anxious about like what she could say, what they are saying behind yes. his back. Granted, they've all been tight lipped on any Thomas Ravenel stuff. I feel like they've all kind of really probably made a, I mean, probably made a pact and also producers are probably like, let's not just, yeah, you know, well, talk yeah, especially about because, because of all the legal nonsense and whatever. Yeah. Well, and I mean, if he gets convicted and goes to jail, it's game over for him and those kids. I mean, I think his like big trial is up in September. Yeah, where we'll figure out like his abuse situation. But, I mean, I am also uh, always on Catherine Dennis's side in this. Like, if someone is lying, it's clearly Thomas. I mean, he's like a known liar, a known schemer. Like, I don't know why. Yes, people are all of a sudden like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start. Believing Thomas Ravenel, who like gaslit a 21 year old. Yes. Like on television. Yeah. A known co core yeah. and alleged rapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Catherine's a lot of things, but she's not those. Yeah, truly. So. Speaking of Thomas Ravenel being a psycho, supposedly he hired Surveillance Technologies, which is a private eye company, to follow her between September 2018 through June of 2019. The PI was supposed to be hired to specifically watch her interactions with the kids. During this their investigation, they set up cameras to record her 24 hours a day, and the cameras were at the two houses that she'd been staying at. What? That's I not mean- a breach of privacy at all? I feel like as much as I enjoy watching Catherine Dennis on Southern Charm, if I had to watch Catherine Dennis 24 hours a day for like eight months, that is the worst job in the world. <laughs> yeah. I it's don't... like, oh, she's at Starbucks again. <laughs> oh, she's at Starbucks again. Opening up Amazon packages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of somebody who can't afford all that shit. 
What's going on with her? Her financial situation seems tenuous. Well, yeah, I think it was a couple episodes ago on this show we were talking about how she, I don't remember the context of what the issue was, but she was saying, oh, she was moving. She was moving out of a really nice fancy apartment. And she was saying like, I just hired an accountant to help me figure out my money thing. It's like, yeah, what are you going to buy an old Hundred thousand dollar Rolls Royce to take your kids to fucking soccer class, like right. soccer lessons. Like, I mean, duh. How about not buy that? <laughs> yeah, I would have given you that advice for free. Well, I know, and I think I've talked about this so many times. Like, the well runs dry. Obviously, like she didn't have the family money that I think people expected her to, and maybe Thomas expected her to when they got married. There's, she's like, oh, Calhoun, like you right. know, she's old money, old money. And pretty early on, she was like, it's not really like that. Like, yeah, you know, I have the name, but I really don't have like the the wealth like Thomas does, where you know he has all of this like mailbox money and has never had a real job. Right. She works yeah. at Gwyn's. She works at Gwyn's. <laughs> I wonder how much she charges for an Instagram post. What do you think? I don't know. I'm like, my accountant, I'm like, carry the one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, I would probably say like, probably like 15 grand. I feel like she's like still low level. Well, let me see how many followers she has because that'll explain it. She probably has like 600,000. I feel like you should start an agency for uh, reality star social media. Done. And you like handle all of their social media and also get them money to sponsor brands. Right. And then I'm like, and then you must come on my podcast as just like a favor to me. Right. To me. Yeah. Yeah. She has 851,000 followers. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot more than I expected. Do you know how much Lisa Rinna's daughter has? Like a million. Which one? The one with the, the lips? older one, Delilah Bell. Yeah, she's one da- million. Yeah, she's dating a uh, former Love Island star. Oh, she looks her awful. Face is looking real like Botox up. Well, this is totally not a part of this, but actually, yeah, Bella Hadid, um, a friend of mine who works in the industry, told me that Bella Hadid has a surgery in her face. That's like it's an like it's in. In the face, it's like these strings that pull her face back. Yeah. She has to get it redone every three months so that her face like stays like cinched and tight like that. Because I'm like, girl, that is not natural. Like you could be using creams every night. You could be wearing your sunscreen. Right. <laughs> like that's not how faces look. <laughs> I have that in my balls. <laughs> really? To keep to keep them above the knee. Yeah. You know, gotta go and like <laughs> winch it up every few months. Hey guys. <laughs> Sorry, that was disgusting. Also <laughs> false. Uh, it's made up. <laughs> it's so great having men on the show because you really get ball talk. Like it's really it's You're very welcome. rare. It's You're very welcome. rare. <laughs> We're moving on to not ball talk. Kenya <laughs> <laughs> Kenya Moore is Well, a- I don't know. If we uh, that, Ken- <laughs> that was a really bad joke. I apologize to Kenya Moore. I'm just gonna no transphobia today. <laughs> so Kenya Moore from the Real Housewives of Atlanta is officially coming back for season 12 since she left the show on season after season 10 she's coming back with her first child brooklyn daly and her husband mark daly he's fine but he's got that nose ring which makes me feel all sorts of things uh living in london a lot of uh british gentlemen have that nose ring like of a very certain specific type that he fits into. So maybe it's a little bit more cosmopolitan than we think it is, question mark? Maybe he's just Euro trash. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Because I was I was initially like, oh, yeah. And then 
I moved to the UK and I see it all the time. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Huh. Well, I'm excited to see them back on screen. Is I, the husband going to be on? I would think so. I think at this point, it's probably been like... Is he going to be like Tom Girardi on? Or is he going to be like like a Harry Hamlin on? You know, like around but not really? Or is he going to be up in the shiz I don't like Aaron? Be, I don't think, dude, Aaron is like dying to be housewife. <laughs> I think Aaron's dying for his business to be popular. And know what? I would pay him so much money to rearrange my energy yeah. <laughs> inside and out. <laughs> that is so true. I forgot that that's what he calls himself. Like, yeah. he's a, Is he a doctor? Or? No, he's just like a energy or a specialist. I don't fucking know. I love how Denise is like, yeah, I'll go to him. Yeah. Like before she like knew he was super hot. She's right. like, yeah. yeah, sure. I would love my energy reorganized. I feel like that's the kind of thing that you get gift cards for in LA. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so Fred's like, happy birthday. Go get your en- energy realigned. It's like, oh, great. This is completely false. This is a right. bunch of crock of bullshit. This is why we're New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm excited to have her back on. It should be Me too. interesting to see her with her baby and Portia with her baby. Yes. And then. Who else? Eva's pregnant now, but I, 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 Eva's does, pregnant. Yeah, third oh. baby. Is she still? Is she coming back? Yeah. Okay, I'm into Eva. I feel like this though. It, going back to what I had to say about Nini is a real shot across the bow to Nini Leaks, who you're on my show and whatever bullshit she was spewing at the last reunion. I think them saying Nini don't get too comfortable. Well, she's also not going to be in the first few episodes of the show. I think she's getting like a slap on the wrist for actually like physically assaulting the production. Interesting. So that's also interesting but she's been wiling out on Twitter like implying that you know Greg is like trying to text one of her like employees at Swag Boutique and then also she was posting something the other day on Instagram where she posted a picture of like a drink at a bar and she was like so great catching up with you should have done this earlier like implying that she was like out with a man because if she was with like with a woman she wouldn't like if she was with a girlfriend she wouldn't say that really so I, I don't know if she's like looking for attention which oftentimes happens when You're a real housewife? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you sign up to be on Bravo. (laughs) I feel like if Nene were to leave Greg, that would be the nail in the coffin. Because I think Nene needs Greg to humanize her. Totally. And yeah. And I, I, I get that it's very hard right now with his illness and whatever else they're going through. And that's difficult for anyone, especially when you're on a television show, et cetera. But yeah, she is just coming off as especially unlikable. I would agree. And even last season, like she did open up and like was a little bit more vulnerable than she had been. However, like I still didn't like watch her and think like, oh, this is the Nini I've known and loved, you know? I was was happy she was opening up, but then she would be so wretched to other people and be so, you know, ignorant. And it was like hard to watch. I'm like, I'm not a fan anymore. I'm, I don't, and Andy is so up her ass. And I, I feel like he's afraid that if production decides that, you know, maybe she should take a step back like Vicky Gumbelson. Right. You know, that she'll just be like, fuck it, I'm leaving forever. Yeah. Which, Granted, like, we don't need her on the no. show. And, and that's, I think, the lesson they need to teach everybody. And I think that's between Vicky and Kenya and, like, all the stuff that's going on, uh, we're seeing that they're saying none of you is bigger than the franchise. Yeah. Like, 
people are fans of the housewives. They're not fans of Nene Leaks, which, you know, we are fans of Nene Leaks, but I still think the best season of Atlanta was the season where she wasn't on with the sex dungeon and the mm-hmm. Candy's a lesbian and the, who said that? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. Who said well, I think when Portia came on the show, after yeah. the divorce with Cordell, she started to shine. And I feel like the show obviously changed a little bit because it was like Portia, Candy, yes. you know, uh, Phaedra, all of that drama. And Nene was on the outskirts. Yeah. And, you know, obviously she wasn't on the show. But, yeah, I was like, this can ride without you. And but I think I it had think the highest she- ratings for, I think, of Atlanta seasons that had the highest ratings, which... Obviously, when sex dungeons and like rape accusations are coming into play, generally people tune in. But I also feel like Nini put herself on the outskirts and we saw Cynthia and Portia both talking about this at the reunion that you take these people and then you alienate them and you treat us like shit and you won't forgive us. So she doesn't have any friends left on that cast. She's pissed everybody off. Mm -hmm. So... She yeah. should have just made friends with Kim Zolciak. If the two of them could have just been friends that one season, I feel like it could have been. I don't know that we even need them to be friends, but I feel like they could at least be Tamara and Vicky, mm-hmm. where it's like we kind of get along, but we also hate each other. Yeah, it's like it's clear that you guys hate each other, but you're doing it for the show, and that's all I need. Yeah, and <laughs> and I mean, I you can live for a long time on that tension, but they weren't willing to... Put up with that, but I mean, Kim was also so awful when she came back. Monster, yeah. At like Nini's, what was it like? Bring your gays, white barbecue, fish <laughs> fry party. It's like what? Like pick a theme, and also bring a gay theme is not a theme. It's demoralizing. I mean, I would happily attend a housewife, <laughs> a gay housewife party. And I also like how Sheree brought Kim after Kim had like her like gay tryst with that woman. Um, oh yes, the, uh, Lori. Yeah, uh, what's her name? I get her confused with the one who Danielle Staub oh, sang a song with. I was gonna say with. real close. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, amazing. One of the oh all-time best. Watch what happens live moments. Andy, you know, is just like he go like that's definitely must be in like his canon of like his top ten moments. Yeah, I just interviewed him with about the 10 year anniversary of Watch What Happens Live, and I mentioned some of my favorite moments, but should have asked Andy about his. <laughs> I am bad at my job. Yeah. You're like, this is about me. Thank right. you so much. Here's for what coming. I want to talk about <laughs> the Brandy Glanville sticky vagina lawsuit, yeah. number one. <laughs> well, I was so upset when I watched like the 10 year anniversary episode where it was like Chrissy Teigen and John Mayer and Luann. Like, Chrissy Teigen didn't know anything about the show. And like, me as a viewer, I don't even watch every episode of Watch What Happens Live, but like, I just know, granted, I'm like, a, a super fan of everything. But also, I rarely watch it if there's someone I really love. Well, and now I live in London and I don't get it. But um, if there's someone I really love, I would watch it. Or you see the clips on the internet yeah. because everyone's like, oh, look at what she said. And then, yeah, that's how I yeah. watch it. So, yeah, I know about that shit, but... I don't know. It just annoyed me. Chrissy didn't know the answer to anything. And I'm like screaming in my house. I'm like, it's this. I'm like, oh my God, how does she not know Kenya said that? Like, yeah, but, Chrissy Teigen, snatch it together. Yeah, get it together. You have to go back for the past 10 years, rewatch every episode. Every episode, watch, watch that live. <laughs> and then come talk to me. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> so, Brian, what was your favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week? My favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week was Bethany Frankel's reunion dress. I loved it. I thought it was gorgeous and different and 
fashionable and whoever she is paying to dress her has earned her money. I loved like throughout the entire thing she was like petting like the middle like fringe area. Like the moment she'd get anxious she'd start petting it. I'm like love that. (laughs) But she has, she's like growing her hair or something so she has on, on the left her right, oh, our yeah. left. She has like one bang that like doesn't go all the way down. That's straightened, yeah. and I just want to love it so hard. She should cut it off and give it to Catherine Dennis for a drug oh. test. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, that's actually a good segue into my favorite moment, which was the return of Ashley Jacobs on Southern Charm. I loved how it made all of the people squirm. Like, Naomi running around making Whitney get the drinks, and then Ashley confronting Whitney, and like not backing down. He's like, don't talk about my mother like that. And she's like, well, she's almost 80. Shouldn't she know how to behave? It's like, oh my god, you don't know how to, you don't know how to just shut your mouth for a second. Like, do you want these people to like you, or do you want to be further in the grave? I know this is your podcast, and I should just agree with you. (laughs) No, please. That was my least favorite moment on Bravo this week because it was such a stunt. It was like, look, Ashley's back, and clearly nobody wanted her there, including including stupid Eliza Fetch Limehouse, who was never going to happen. Never going to happen. And Right, so it was just... Clearly, let's have her in and cause some waves, put her in the trailer, get people to watch. But, but I mean, it accomplished nothing because, like you said, she wasn't really there to apologize. And I don't know if she was playing that up, if she's just incapable, if she's just a crazy person. I mean, I don't know. But Even the way she talked about her relationship with... Thomas. Someone was like, I can't remember who asked her. They were like, oh, are you still together? And she's like, no, after all this stuff in the past year, it's been so hard for us to stay together. You know, because he's like, it's so hard. He can't even travel to California to see me. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Not None of the alleged assault is a red flag. Oh, he might have raped a person. When you were together. Yeah. Like, what? Like, she's so backwards and you know I obviously follow her on Instagram she blocked <laughs> she blocked my podcast Instagram but she has accepted me personally on my personal so there she does like all these stories and she's like Landon has been the only person on Southern Charm who's come to my aid to help me through this really hard time since coming back on the show I'm like Landon out of all fucking people who- right because Landon also got her ass fired too right who and she also co-signed all of Thomas's bad behavior and also yeah. treated Catherine like shit so of course you two are butt buddies because like you've right. got no one else on this fucking show I feel like there is a very specific personality type that we see in Ashley Jacobs, Danielle Staub, DJ James Kennedy, where it's a very established set of behaviors where they get attacked and they defend themselves by being an asshole, but then frame themselves as the victim. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this should be in the DSM three as like some sort of reality, yeah. reality television personality disorder <laughs> or whatever. Like, I want to know what this is. I should ask my therapist. My therapist, thank God, is fluent in Bravo because sometimes you just need to be like, I feel like Jill Zarin today and you need someone to understand what you mean. My therapist is like into it. And like, she's definitely been like, oh, like, what's your show called? And in my head, I'm like. Does she go back, listen to my episodes, and then like analyze what I'm saying and then bring it in? But sometimes we've talked about Bravo and then I'm like, hey, okay, I don't mean to be rude, but like I'm paying a lot of money for this. Um, and I talk about Bravo 
truly all day long right. every day if it's my choice. Like I'm like, we can't do this. <laughs> I used to get I would go go in the middle of the afternoon and I would get extra time because like the first fifteen minutes we would just talk about like Bravo or like Kanye West or whatever was in the news and then we would like get to me. But I appreciate that. I need to like settle in. Ease into it. Yeah. I can't just be like here are my problems. (laughs) That's like me. I literally sit down and I'm like well and she's like let me get my paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well on that note thank you so much for coming on. Where can people read your awesome recaps and follow you and all of the above? You can follow me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Moylan. You can find Find me on vulture.com right now. I'm doing Southern Charm. I'll be doing Real Housewives of Orange County when that starts in August. And you can find me on Grinder. My name is Mustache Rides. Send dick pics. Mustache Rides. That's Mustache sexy. Rides. Thank you. Thank we you. like you. All right. Thanks again for coming on. It was my pleasure. Yay. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 